Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Let's talk stock. Let's talk investing. Let's get amped. 800-516-1220. If you're out in a boot, you're Canadian, watch out for them geese. Pick up the phone. Hey, give me a call. Ah, you hosers. It's the great Northwest time to talk stocks. Again, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I pride myself in that. If you want to talk love, we can talk love. Love's expensive, right? Holy mackerel, it's expensive. Um, you want to talk technology, we can talk technology. I was filling out a form the other day because, well, I was for Apple. And they asked what product I had and didn't have. And I was embarrassed I have too much. I have too much. Presidente de la Orange is out there today talking Russia. This has been a fascinating presidency from a stock market perspective. And I'm, uh, every president has something. I mean, they all tie into Main Street, right? You're worth me. Or you're against me. you got to pick a side. This is a civil war. Um, so a lot, a lot to think about, in my opinion. Um, obviously, with George W. Bush, the market never really liked him. I think that he made the ner- market nervous, from what I remember. I remember every time he would talk, and I work in television, so we'd get interrupted at times on, you know. We're waiting for the president to talk, and the market never I, – I, I watch the markets while we're waiting for the president to talk, and it never went well, in my opinion. 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. Markets, a little nervous always uh, about this current president. And it's interesting because it's been a yo-yo. Or maybe it's been a pendulum is probably the right way of saying that. 
It swung higher, and now it's starting to swing to nervous lower when he talks. It's not totally true. Theranos. You probably remember me ooing and aahing about the CEO of Theranos. They're basically cutting their staff now to zero. This was one of the companies that was on Business Week's cover on time. Um, they'd come up with this amazing concept of one little prick of blood can tell more about you than we know. And it can cost less than it currently does to know about said secrets. So turns out it wasn't true. <laughs> can you imagine getting in front of Wall Street and saying, I have it. I got it. And uh, we have this technology that's going to change the world. Except for it doesn't work. But you can't say that out loud because they're going to give you lots of money. So this is what would be referred to as an embattled company. And I'm glad they weren't publicly traded because it would have been something I lost money on. Sometimes you read the PR and you believe it. And that's kind of a big lesson. I remember 15 years ago, there was a company called Cryomedical Sciences. Ticker symbol was CMSI. And uh, they were a little Canadian company going full circle in Canada. And uh, I'm not going to blame Canada on this one. But it was a company that had had a cure, not a cure, but a test. Eh. They were able to freeze prostate cancer, and then the doctor can go and cut it out because it's frozen and it's more obvious or something like that. You see where it starts getting messy? Something like that. So they had a device, a medical device. Now, medical devices are interesting. If you ask a firefighter, what's his favorite tool? If you ask a carpenter, what's his favorite tool? If you ask uh, a house husband or a housewife what their favorite tool is in the kitchen, probably going to get an answer, right? Oh, I like the uh, can opener. Now, who likes the can opener? Is it the firefighter? Is it, who, who is it? Who is it? Is a uh, parent? Is, who is it? Is a house husband? Can opener might be the, 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 the firefighter, right? And when he's talking can, he's talking the ability to open up a car after a car crash. So you pick your favorite tool. And cryomedical sciences had a tool that they sold to hospitals. And the kicker was, do you sell a second one? It's the old Gillette. Do you remember the Mach 2 razors and the Mach 3 razors and the Mach 5 razors and the Mach 6 razors? You need five razors to cut your little stubble. Real men use razors sharp enough to slit a throat. And it's like, we would watch those mock commercials during the Super Bowl. And like, we're like, ooh, it looks like a jet plane. And you're like, it's a razor blade. It's a razor blade. But they, they sold us on, you know, how cool. It's got pivoting heads. It's got technology that you can shave while you're in a turbulent flight that's about to crash. You look good, but you'll be dead. But you'll look good. So the whole thing on those those mock razors was, you know, you bought the you know the first one. They wanted you to buy the, the, the refills. 
and there was a ton of them. I mean, they had shock-absorbing technology in the Razor, and they wanted you to buy the blades. It was a trick to get you to buy blades, right? The second, third, fourth, fifth time. Uh, and I know, it, it seems like this is a technology that's 2,000 years old. Shaving has not improved much in 2,000 years, so we improved it. Because how else can you charge big dollars for something that's 2,000-year-old technology? Well, you have to come up with the, the super technology, right? So anyway, um, it's always about can you get someone to do it a second time. It's not about the first. It's always about the second in the world of investing. You know, Apple is really super popular with kids with their phones, and when you say kids, you're talking teenagers. You, for Apple to be successful, Apple needs those same kids to be buying phones in their 20s and 30s. Excuse me. I must have some allergies. Exactly. I have one more in me. Isn't it funny how there's never just one sneeze? Ready? <coughs> oh, that feels good. So, Okay. Back to me, because what, that's what it's all about. Cryomedical Sciences was a company that had, the, it was Canadian. I've said that. I'm not upset. I'm okay. I've gone through a lot of therapy. I still like hockey. I still like Canadian women, and I still like Canadian beer. I'm not a big fan of the Canadian goose. I'll be oh, honest my, with you. My, my. I'm not a big fan of the Canadian goose. Death to all Canadian geese. You geese eyes. You should be kidding me. Gooses. Geese. So anyway, cryomedical sciences. Okay. I bought them at like maybe $2 and it went to like 5 or $6. Woo! And my dad died. Did I tell you of cancer? So I had a personal angle on it. So Theranos, when they got this, this idea of we're going to fix cancer and we're going to be great and we're going to do it, I believed it as a sucker. I lost money on cryomedical sciences. I probably would have lost money on Elizabeth Holmes and... Theranos. Now they are just a shell of a company with just a couple employees. Not good. Not good. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Use code Radio25 to get in for event free. sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Facebook's not going to do Bitcoin advertising, nor is Google. That's good, because Bitcoin is incredibly risky, and there's not a lot of adults in the realm when it comes to managing it. doesn't mean you can't make money on it, but it doesn't mean you can't make money on Cabbage Patch Kids either, or Pet Rocks, or those invisible dog collars, whether it's just you know 
a, a really well starched up uh, dog collar so that it, it looks like it's floating in air. There's no such thing as invisible dogs. People who bought pet rocks are stupid, financially stupid, and pro- probably mentally stupid as well, right? Um, but it's out there. Um, I'm glad Google and Facebook are not taking advertising because I, I think it's seductive. And I think as a nature, as a, a, a society, we have a tough time protecting that. You know, I feel recently about the, the dog that went on the United flight that the stewardess made the lady put the dog pack up on the overhead. And then I guess the dog suffocated it on the flight and died. I don't know how I feel about that. Personally, I'm kind of like one of those guys that dogs shouldn't be flying. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's not the answer. You're so mean. I don't know how I feel about this one. Amazon is in the news today. But it's not Amazon, it's a company that's been Amazon. Internet, superhighway, roadkill. Toys R Us. Now... I remember coming to the Bay Area 15 years ago and going Christmas shopping, looking for little kids' toys and stuff like that. And you'd go, you'd go into a store and you'd be like, this is the cutest little toy store. It's called Santa's Cutest Little Toy Store. And like, next year they're out of business. Amazon's put them out of business. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go to Toys R Us to get, find some toys. So you go to Toys R Us and I'm like, whoo! You don't have to get on Amazon. You can actually see the toy. You can play with the toy. You can kind of get a feel for it. There's 800 Toys, Toys R Us stores in the United States. They, they can't be beaten. There are 800 of them. They're the world's biggest toy store, Toys R Us. They got Jeffrey the uh, the giraffe, which I don't quite understand. But sure, sure. Oh, wait, wait. They got Amazon, too? Whoa. Toys R Us is going bankrupt via liquidation. The last couple of years, Toys R Us accounted for 15 to 20% of U.S. toy stores. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Don't you get the feeling that Jeff Bezos is hes up there right now in his Death Star that's hidden behind the moon? And he's just laughing. Toys are us. You are mine. <laughs> and you know what it brings up with the whole evil empire thing is at one point in time it was like, oh, the mom and pops are going down. Oh, the mom and pop uh, retailer. Oh, the mom and pop... Uh, you know, hardware store. Home Depot's putting them out. Oh, the mom and pop electronics store. Burton Electronics. Meet Best Buy. Best Buy runs them over. But when you have Toys R Us take down Amazon, or Toys R Us being taken down by Amazon, what's wrong with America? Okay. So Hasbro is lower today. Mattel is lower today. Because Toys R Us used to put toys on the... The shelves at full price. Right? The company somehow has $4.9 billion in debt. Are you kidding me? Again, Toys R Us didn't just die from Amazon. Toys R Us died from Walmart and Target. I remember going into... I mean, it's been a long time since I've bought toys, right? I remember going into a Toys R Us or a Target. It was a Target. I think Monopoly was like $5. I'm like, how is this $5? And you open it up, and everything's smaller and more plasticky and, you know, more cardboard-like versus, you know, board-like, I guess is the right way of saying it. 
So you get it. Retail has dramatically changed. Not only Amazon and Walmart and Target and Best Buys, but retail's also changed with kids don't really want toys anymore. They want iPads. And then you also get into the situation of toys that are made overseas are incredibly cheap and junk-like. But i got to have them. Mom, i got to have a super squirter. Uh... Benny, that super squirter's $33, but I have to have it. And then within a day, it's broken, right? But, man. But, man. So that's out there. The only thing that makes me crazier than a toy store going down is thinking about marriage. Love and marriage, love and marriage goes together like a horse and carriage. About a third of couples getting married in the next year plan to borrow $10,000 to cover wedding bills. <clears throat> My first marriage, do you know how long I was married? I'll let everyone take a quick guess. Under a year? Over a year. Who's going to take the over? Who's going to take the under? Who's going to take the over? Who's going to take the under? The answer is under a year. And did I get cheated on with... Uh, a guy from the board of directors of Louis Vuitton, Moe Hennessy, or did I get cheated on from a guy at a startup who had big buck teeth? Three, two, one, two, two. Both is the right answer. Both is the right answer. Whoa. But that's okay. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm not against marriage. Oh, three quarters of engaged couples are going into the red to cover their wedding bills. That's what I'm against. I think it's crazy to go $10,000, $20,000, in debt. About 11% of people getting married are borrowing $50,000 or more. 16% between ten and 20000 Whoa. And that's a lot of money. That's a bad foot to start off the marriage on. It's one of those life events that you really are tied to emotion. The white dress. Dad. Dad, I love you so much. And then she's in the limo pounding scotch and, well, let's just say getting kerfuffled. Kerfuffled. It's one of those things in life that, again, we, we put the white dress and the emotion to and we put a lot of value on when I'm hoping more and more millennials just elope and, you know, do things on a budget. So if there's a gap between your expected spending and your savings in life, see what you can do, both big and small. And I think you want to be married forever and not, you want to remember the day forever, but not pay for the day forever. $50,000 is too much credit card debt, or $50,000 credit debt is too much. 10 to 20 is too much. Average wedding is over 30000 too much. Seriously, a, a veil that costs $700, Oh, my, my, my. I'd say brown paper bag over that head. Is you blind? Just saying. Or you could blind yourself, too. You can find more at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Thank you.
questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Okay, I have a confession to make. I used to love fire drills when I was in elementary school. High school, whatever. It was a time where, like, I could shine as a student. It was a time where, like, there was no pressure on me. Where other kids looked at me as a leader. They, they looked at me in awe as I went to the door first, lined up calmly and patiently. They fell in. They were my students. They were my, my, my march dance, my soldiers. My plebeians, they were with me. So the fire alarm would go off, exactly. And I'd be like, everyone, follow me! I would get up and, and run towards the door. I'd do a drop doc, drop roll and, and well, then everyone would look at me like, ah, I'm a loser, I blow it. Because uh, I only did drop roll. I didn't know what else to do. So I loved fire drills. Because I got to practice in case of an emergency. I was safety, um, safety pup. Safety pup says the speed limit is there for your safety and protection. So anytime I was driving with someone and they're going, you know, two, three, four miles over the thing, over the speed limit, I'd be like, yeah, no, safety pup says. So we're in one of the longest bull markets in the history of your life, in the history of Wall Street, in the history of the United States. Nine up years. That ain't bad, right? If I were to tell you right now that at the beginning of the year, you could put money in the market and it goes up that year for nine years in a row, you'd be like card sharks, right? Double down. Go. Go. Double down. Go, Bob. I'm going for it. Do you remember that? Like, you're like, you're, you always wanted the people to double down. You always wanted the people to go for it. When you're in the casino and the, the guy's got a, uh, the dealer's got like a five show and you're like, got this because you have a 10 showing or an ace showing and you're like double down let's split those aces no not more aces let's split those and double down that's nine years on wall street you say hit me and you get another card and it's all good so now that school's over ladies and gentlemen and the fire drill has gone off and we've all gone home we've all calmed down when you're in one of the largest bull markets of the year what do you do you have a fire drill. When you're in school that hasn't ever burned down, what do you do? You have a fire drill. Why? Because one day there's going to be a fire. The Dow Jones Industrial Average goes up 280% in a nine-year period. You know what you should do? Have a fire drill. Sometimes what you should do is rebalance. So instead of all your stocks going to the, the you know, from you bought them like at a three, and they're going like, I'm going to the fourth floor, and I'm moving on up. And they're going up to the fifth floor and the sixth floor. They're going higher and higher and higher. So at some point in time, you need to say, hey, dude, on the 10th floor, don't jump. Come back down. So you sell some of it off, and you look at the guys who are on the first and second floor and go, you need a little more capital. You need a little bit more money. You need a little bit more fuel so you can get up to the fourth, fifth floor and catch up with those little tech stocks. So sometimes you rebalance before the fire as a way of saying, if there is a fire, it's not going to burn me to a crispy. Now, can we continue at a pace where we always go higher? No. 
because then I don't look very good. And it's in the rule book that Rob Black has to look great. You look marvelous. So if we went up every single year, Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com, he would be a, a, this stock investment guru. He would you'd go by the Rob Black Buddha on the mountain. I'd be like, oh, young man, let me give you advice. He goes, nah, I'm going over to Tony. He bowls. And I'm like, he bowls. So do I need the bowl to give investment advice, like to, to be more hip and stay more current? So if stocks always go up, there's going to be people like my old boss. I had this boss who was a piece of work. Can't tell you what he said, but it's too identifiable. Um, let's just say when he said it, I walked into my office and I wrote up two-week notice. <laughs> that was it. That's terrible. That, that's terrible. Me and Charles Barkley, we went on a road trip together. All right, all right, all right. And Charles said, Rob, hey, Rob. <laughs> I can't do it with Charles Barkley. Friends. That's Robert. terrible. That's terrible. Um, he goes, the market's like, if markets go up nine years in a row, what if they go down for nine years in a row? Should we be doing the opposite? Should we be going for riskier stocks when they go down? Yeah, 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 for sure. How many times does Facebook or Apple or NVIDIA or AMD, the riskier, high-flying, sexy stocks on Wall Street, how often do they give you a chance to get in? Not often, and when they do, it's going to be painful. When Tesla falls from 390, I love it, I love it, I love it at 390, and then it falls down to 350, like, um, did I just buy it the high? And it goes to 325, do I hear 325, 325, do I hear 300, 300, 300. And then the next thing you know, it's at 250, and you don't love it anymore, like, I'm selling this. And that's when you buy. So you get more aggressive on the way down. You get more defensive on the way up. You diversify. You don't get out. You still play the game. The beautiful thing about the horse races, and we do have the Kentucky Derby every May, right? You know, I'm a big thing about calendars. And this year, they've got a horse named Gronkowski. I think I just figured out the secret of being a horse owner. Come up with a name that people want to put money on for some stupid sentimental reason. Even if your horse has three legs, if he's got like bug bites all over him, if he's got a nappy mane, I gotta be careful because Amos, Amos got suspended once for using the word nappy, but I'm talking about horses here. And um, I'm the I'm man. I'm the greatest of all time. <laughs> greatest of all time in radio, without a doubt, Howard Stern. Whether you like him or not, he changed radio. If radio was black and white, he made it black and white with a G-string. And that changed radio. With that said, good chance after you see my boss today. <laughs> that is not appropriate behavior. So Charles Barkley and I are in a hotel, a motel, somewhere in Alabama. Bird flies by, and I'm like, Charles, that's a, that's a big bird. He goes, I didn't know bird. That's a, state, that, that's a state bird. That's not just a bird. That's a state bird. I'm like, that bird is the state bird? Yeah, man. <laughs> Where's that voice coming from? It's, it's a flying cockroach. It's a flying cockroach. Is the state bird of Alabama, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Mississippi, Oklahoma. That's all I got. So you got to temper your emotions. So that's another thing. So when you you have a fire drill and things are going good, what's it going to look like when the market's down? Do you remember that day in 2018? I do. Where the market was down 500, like, ah, that's no big deal. We've gone from 6,000 on the Dow to 25,000. Of course, they were going to be down bigger numbers, but percentage-wise, it's not that big. You're like, down 600. Oh, okay, yeah, of course, that's okay. Sometimes you extend it a little bit and set down 700. 
And this is all like in final hour of closing bell. Down 800, down 900. And it was every five to 10 seconds, it felt like, down another 100 points. Then you're down 1,600. And don't you wish you had a fire drill? Part of my fire drill is running back into the, into the building. So when you have that big whoosh down, 500, 600, 700, 800, Donald Trump has announced that he is going to end presidential terms. When that news comes out and the market panics that we just got a dictator, a president for life, a Putin per I know se, what's good and bad. That's going to be a problem. And the market's going to whoosh down. Whoosh. And when that happens, that's your buying opportunity. So that's the, the, the someone's screaming fire and there's no fire. So you run back into the building. That's crazy to think that the president would be able to do that. But you're like, it's not that crazy. <laughs> but maybe it is. But maybe it's not. So you try to take advantage of the wishes. So you need to temper your emotions and think fire alarm. Investment planning, uh, that's it. You have a plan, right? And the years where you're up 30%, you protect some of that. And you diversify and you buy some things that might be a little slower growing or a little bit more risky depending on what your portfolio needs. One of the things that people ask me sometimes is, you know, what, what do you think of my, my 401k? And I'm like, how much do you have in it? You know, they'll show me their choices. I'm like, how much do you have in it? And they'll be like, $5 million. How old are you? 40? I'm like, just go to cash. Like, you or go, go safer. Or someone will tell me, you know, about their 401k and they'll show me their choices. Which one should I choose? And, uh, I'm like, how old are you? How much cash do you have? How much investments do you have? How many assets do you have? And you, when you hear someone's 40 and they've got $30,000, you're like, ooh. I would go a little more aggressive. Don't look at it as much. Go a little more aggressive. Get some good things that you feel comfortable buying into on a regular basis. You know, I buy into my 401k every two weeks. Do you know how worried I am about where the market is today? Not at all. Because I look at that bear market and bull market. When Charles Barkley told me, what if the stock market goes down nine straight years? It never has. It just went up nine straight years. It goes up seven out of ten years. That's pretty good odds. You go to Vegas tonight, what's your odds of rolling a seven? I don't know. I don't know. Don't don't tell me. Don't ruin a good story. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. But the best odds right now are investing and staying involved, but having a plan, an emergency plan, a fire drill, so to speak. Um, especially as you get older, it's much more important because you move a little bit slower. You don't have as much time to recover. So a down 1,600 points market for someone who's 70 is really different than a down 1,600 points for someone who's 40. I'm not going to say go get some medical marijuana to relax, but relax, people. Whatever you have to do. All right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey, Charles Barkley. Matthew McConaughey, Charles Barkley, Rob Black, we're in a hotel room talking about the stock market. That's terrible. It was up seven out of ten years. You have to have a fire alarm, especially based on your, your demeanor. I don't get all that stressed. But again, I've got an addictive personality. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Got an event coming up. Use code RADIO25 to get in for L free. That is Spanish for free. Radio25 at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. I know that some will say matters a little bit. Oh, but come on and mean it to me. I need it so bad.
never get old. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Hello, hello. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Talking with Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. You did my last loan. And interestingly, we were talking a little bit about Fortnite. You know, every now and then there's something that kind of shakes things up, like HQ trivia, where everyone's logging in and playing trivia and trying to win their share of $5,000. So if 500 people win, you get $10. And you're just hoping like 1,000 people don't win because then you're like, oh, it wasn't even worth my time. But there's, sometimes there's these sensations and like, Fortnite is a sensation right now because, like, if you turn on CNBC, people are talking about it. And, like, why are they talking about this game? Turn on CNBC, sometimes they're talking about cryptocurrency. Turn on CNBC, sometimes they're talking about um, machine learning. Sometimes they're talking about, you know, virtualization and virtual reality. The company that kind of dominates that whole area, and if you want to play Fortnite, which is awesome, you start with 100 players and you it's a battle royale. Which takes us back to the WWF, brother. Back when it was cool, when it was the World Wrestling Federation. Not the World Wildlife Fund. But they would have those cage matches where like 20 wrestlers would get in the cage and only one would come out. And like somewhere around number five, they're down in the bottom five. But the guy who got kicked out first gets back in. He sneaks back in! But he's wearing a robe! He's hitting Hulkster! Down goes Hulkster! It's chaos! Awesome, awesome. We love battle royals. We love the the, the match cage, the cage matches where only one man comes out. What's the point here? Oh, Fortnite's got a battle royale thing to it, and the way they've made it for the iPhone is like there's little sound cues, and you're like, my phone, my phone's not got the best sound. They show you the sound cues now. So not only do you not have to hear them, you can see them. So if like you hear footsteps, they'll show you little teeny tiny footsteps to the to the right. So it's got this immersive thing going on. But it, it's you know who's who's the company that could benefit from all this? There's two. From machine learning, from cars autonomously driving, from virtualization, from virtual reality. There's a company called AMD, and there's a company called NVIDIA. Now. There's some other companies that make semiconductors, like Intel. Uh, but we're going to ignore Intel at this point in time, because Intel is kind of a CPU. The, the central processing, the core, the brain of the computer, right? Whereas what NVIDIA does is, like, they, they, they process graphics. So when you play that high-speed chase game where you're out running the cops and you fly through the air and you go over a canyon it's all being done as if there's really a canyon underneath you all the physics are are done like processed in real time it's amazing what we see so there's two there's two plays there's there's AMD which is a $12 stock and if bitcoin moves to 15,000 again or 10,000 or 12,000 people are going to be talking about the guys who can make the bitcoins and their AMD and their Nvidia Nvidia is better than AMD Nvidia is high maintenance though and what I mean by that, it's an expensive stock, and it's gone a long way, long, very far, very fast. And you know what it's like dating someone who's high maintenance? When you're done, you, you say, I'll never do that again. Same thing with stocks. High maintenance stocks can stress you out. 
Let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Uh, interest rates have been moving higher. Um, inflation is ticking up just a skosh. Mm-hmm. Employment's great in the United States, mm-hmm. 4% unemployment-ish. Uh, I'm not going to say that's a true number because I think government statistics are kind of... It's a trend. We You just have to follow trend the trend. And you send, you, send, you send the people to the right neighborhood and some it's, of them look better than other neighborhoods and such. Um, but yeah, how's the job market playing out in, in mortgages? Are you seeing are you seeing higher incomes? Or are you seeing more stock bonuses? Like uh, the Bay Area is really different. I'm seeing a lot higher. I'm seeing more people that are working from home. Uh, and I, I'm working with a client right now who rents here in the Bay Area. He's like, I ain't buying in the Bay Area. He's buying a, pl- a place down in San Diego. And we're going to do his loan. We he's pre-approved. He's buying a house. You know what San Diego means, right? I'm sure. Ron Burgundy taught us this. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say it on air. I'm kind of the, a big deal. The whale. the whale. And then it's part of an anatomy. I have many leather-bound books. So we're seeing a lot more people figuring out. Mahogany. You, you keep saying, how is this going to play out? How is this going to end? And how, how are Californians going to deal with it? I, I think companies are saying, okay, you here's your equipment. Go and work from home four days a week. Um, my neighbor, he his car is always there because uh, he works four days, and he drives down to his office one day a week. Okay. Um, and someone like that can live in Sacramento or Grass Valley and get a nice little home, you know, set it, deck it out, get that high-speed Internet, do all of his work, all of his, run his team, and, and then, you know, cruise on in his nice little Audi, and he's down here in the office and then goes back home. And lenders are saying, that works. We'll, we'll do it. Just get a letter from your employer says you can work from home, and that's it. More working from home, huh? Yeah, we're seeing a lot more of that. Lenders are really stepping up, Rob. Um, so you, you can't have this many buyers in this kind of economy without having the lenders backing it. And one more thing on that, banks in general, there's, I'm sure people will see this in the news, are stepping away from low-income buyers, uh, where non-banks, which are basically banks that don't take deposits like what we do as brokers, they're stepping up and picking up the slack. So um, it's all there. All the, all the facets of what you need to get housing right now is there. That's why we see all the buyers and vice versa. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. You can find Tony Mendez at bayarealonesource.com. That's bayarealonesource.com. We'll take a break here. If you need a loan, shop. Find Tony at bayarealonesource.com. He did my loan recently. He's done most of my loans in my life, which is kind of a crazy adult thing to say. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com on Thursdays at 6 o'clock here on AM 1220 KDOW. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. 